Making sure that I'm not. Okay, so I've got my dehumidifier running. I just want to make sure that I'm not throwing off too much like background noise at all, so I can stay down here and be comfortable. Okay, um, so we'll do a shorter session today uh, because everybody's got places to go, and we've all had a long day and a long week. Um, Mark reminded me that we should start off every time with introductions. <laughs> um, and put uh, uh, voices to your name. So, um, as always, we have uh, Dr. Joan Antunes with us. Can you say hi, Joan? Hi, Joan. Oh, hi. <laughs> I 100% knew you were going to make that joke, and I appreciate it. Uh, I am who I am. <laughs> uh, still brand new Dr. Shauna Lasur. <laughs> we're going to ride that as long as possible. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Mike Dando, I don't have anything clever for you, Mike. Um, me neither. So. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't have anything clever to add. <laughs> That's fine. It's a of low stakes, low expectations episode of Strength Check this week. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to disappoint. I think, yeah, well, I think pandemic stress coupled with the heat wave here in the Northeast, uh, has turned my brain to mush, uh, more so than already was. But we left off last time with, uh, Mr. Gray. Um, Aelin had cut out of school during this mysterious crisis that sent all the students to homeroom. A couple of you saw Mr. Gus, the security guard, um, making the rounds, making sure that everybody was accounted for. Um, but as Aelin was leaving, uh, she got the okay to, to duck out early um, from her homeroom teacher. Um, Aelin saw Mr. Gray walking around the border of campus, uh, the, the wooded area around the edge of the school, uh, with a shovel. Um, and that was where we left off last time. Um, I, I just... Uh, a uh, heads up for people listening this week, I think is going to be a little bit more world building type of stuff like we did in the first episodes, um, because I am pretty fried <laughs> and, uh, yeah. don't have like a full campaign plan for, uh, us today. Um, but we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm like reverse jinxing myself right now. And this ends up being like a solid half hour of top quality storytelling. Um, so that said, uh, what, what would Aelin do, Shauna, once she saw uh, Mr. Gray with the shovel? So, she 
she would have to realize that that has something to do with it, right? How smart was this woman? Um, so I have the the young provider. Oh, so brains. She's that's D eight. So that's yeah. actually one of her lower ones. Um, oh, not so smart. That's okay. Not so smart. That's okay. We like, we like you anyways. <laughs> um, but you know, Chris is smart then. Uh, you know, Chris is our, our brilliant one. So, And we do know Chris has been documenting this. She's seen Chris document some of the crazy Ooh. things that were happening. Um, so she'd want to tell Chris, uh, but she'd have to figure out a way to do that. Because she has to not also get yeah. caught stuck back in the, the high school. Or junior high. Yeah. So one thing we could say is, so last time we talked about Chris was trying to uh, put out the call to her her various networks in the community to see if anybody had yeah. any information, and we talked about maybe she's got a walkie-talkie on her. Um, do you th- do you think that Chris would have given Aelin a walkie-talkie? Chris would have definitely given Alan one because they have that whole connection where Chris is babysat for her and like yeah. they have that really deep personal, you know. Yeah. That Does Alan want it? She wouldn't have wanted it. Chris would yeah. have given it to her. <laughs> yeah, that's what and I was now, thinking. Ironically, it's come in handy. Yep. Yeah, that's a, a uh, it's Chekhov's walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> storytelling, <laughs> storytelling terms. Yeah, I mean, it was probably after Chris, like, was going in on Scott Bakula one night and, like, wanted to... And Aelin was being polite. And Chris completely misread it and gave her one of the walkie-talkies for the the uh, Quantum Leap. The Leapers. <laughs> the Leapers group. And yeah, Aelin has tried really hard to ignore it ever since. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Aelin just doesn't get the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait. Well, it's so, just like the art that the kids bring home. So, you know. <laughs> yes, you yes, because she loves Chris. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you firing up the walkie-talkie? Yes! In, so in, I'm wa- I'm fi- okay, so Aelin has a walkie-talkie. She's like, oh my gosh, the first time that I've ever wanted to use this thing. <laughs> so she has to go find it in the bottom of her bag because she's never <laughs> tried to use it. Um, but she's always carried around digitally because she loves Chris. Yeah, it may or may not have batteries. Yeah. She's going to search for this thing. And so we're going to have to see if she has, like, luck or something. We're going to have to roll to see if it actually works. Okay. Let's let's do it. Yeah, Kids on Bikes is great, but it doesn't... There's, there's no dice rolls for, like, stuff like this, so... Will... So, would this be fight, or brawn, or grit? I kind of want it to be grit. Grit's great, because that's 20 for this girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to be grit. Because it's, it's yeah, it's like a survival okay. thing, because it's not like she has it in her bag, because she's... It's not that she's developed, like, the, the stereotypical, like, soccer mom purse already... You know, yeah. like, the, it's it's that, like, this is a tool that, what if her car breaks down sometime, and she needs the walkie-talkie, like, that kind of thing. thing. Yeah. Like, there's utility in this. Okay. So that's why she has it. It's at the bottom of the bag. She reaches in to see if it works. Oh, shoot! She gets a four! Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the batteries are missing. But it's not, it's not that... And she can't remember if she if she took the batteries out because they had to like they were 
scavenged for something else, like the TV remote needed batteries, and I was like, oh, I can just take them out of here. Or, like, maybe they just fell out in her bag. So she's going to have to stop by the Mustardium or whatever, her workplace, <laughs> that has that little C-store thing. And yep. Is there, a, like, a radio batteries. shack in town? Oh, a radio, radio shack. shack. Yes. But it has to be somewhere that they won't send her back to school. Yeah. 100% like, there is a... Town. There's a Radio Shack. Like a 7-Eleven or something. Yeah, 7-Eleven. Go to a gas station. Yeah. To go figure out what's happening or to go pick up the kids. She's going to have to stop at the gas station and get some batteries. Rushes in, buys batteries, plugs those in, fills up on gas while she's doing it to be practical. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets a hold of Chris, um, who is now hiding under her desk to try to talk to Aylin on his walkie-talkie. Maybe not. Maybe not a full tank of gas. Maybe like five dollars. Yeah, like five. Like, can I get five no, and three? That would have been. Yes. That would have like half, at least half a tank. Yeah, you're right. Can I get? Can I get two dollars and twenty five cents? <laughs> or like in uh, at the very beginning of. Sorry to bother you. When he he puts forty three cents of gas in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shouts out to Boots Riley if you're out there yeah. listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Boots. <laughs> um, you're better at this than we are. <laughs> much better. Um, so, okay, so uh, it takes a little while, but uh, Aelin is able to reach out on the walkie-talkie and find Chris, who is still, uh, like you said, in her homeroom, maybe yeah. under her desk. I don't know. No, she'll be at her desk because you know she's not going to break some 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 rules are not to be broken. Yeah. Except by answering the walkie-talkie is definitely one that you'll break. Oh yeah, yeah. When she, especially when she hears Aylin, like that would be like her prize moment. Like finally. <laughs> she wants to talk about like, stuff back in like like in like in Endgame when Thor's like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew you would. Yep. yep. And now she's so she's like so she has to figure out a way to be able to talk to her. I mean, she's gonna have to use the bathroom excuse. Okay. With All her right. backpack, you know, and make even though we know that she hasn't reached puberty, she could be like, "I need to go because I need." You know, I don't know what's like, happening. I feel very strange. Poor girl. <laughs> I mean, is your homeroom teacher a girl or a guy? Did a we, girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's Rafferty, the yeah. English teacher. I think yeah. Oh, okay. All of all of your homeroom teachers are women. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. And who did I? Which one? Chris had. Oh yeah, Chris had Rafferty. Um. That's right. With the Lawrence Olivier poster. My- yep. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rafferty totally buys it. Like I won't even, I won't even make you roll for it. She would, um, if you had the math teacher, I was gonna make the math teacher maybe kind of be nasty about it. But uh, no, Rafferty 100% buys it. Um, gives uh, she has a she has a hall pass that is like, um, it's probably maybe like a 
like an eight or nine inch uh, rectangular piece of paper that has been laminated several times over that says hall pass and big block letters on it. And she, she writes like a, she takes like a post-it note and she like writes an extra one. Cause this is an emergency um, that you have her permission um, for personal reasons um, to be out of the classroom right now. Um, Did they have post-it notes back in 1992? Yeah. Post-it notes have been around for a while, right? Yeah. They must have. Don't, I don't know. I didn't grow up. I'm going to Google my post-it notes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Just like the basic <laughs> yellow. It's not yeah. fancy, fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah. They had no button. 1977, apparently. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yes, okay. Oh, wow. But not in Portugal, just saying. <laughs> Post it no technology did not make it across the Atlantic. <laughs> no. Very. Definitely not. Okay. Very provincial technology. Oh, yeah. Moderately oh, yeah. tacky adhesive. Yup. <laughs> I mean, my grandmother had one of those phones that went. Yup. Oh, yeah. So did mine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then you screw up one number and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. This was, oh, yeah, this was the sure. era of those big, those big uh, cord, the cordless phones that were themselves walkie-talkies and the big plastic like foam numbers. Yeah. I think of the Tupac video. I can't remember which one where he's like rolling with the one that's like bigger than his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, well, were there so, were there car phones in '92? There must have been car phones in '92. There were like the there were the the ones you could like plug into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, right. Like, we, had, we had just moved past the the backpacks. Yeah, in the late eighties. But you, but you remember the car phones that had like they were still corded, right? Like it yeah, still had the yeah, curly yeah. the curly cord on it. But somehow I don't know if it must have plugged into the cigarette lighter. The only reason I know is because my grandma got one. Yeah, and we were like. Grandma, that's a huge flex. What? <laughs> How? What? It's like, we got, she got a CD player. Yeah. Like, but but then she also had that thing till like 2007. Yeah. I was using, like, trying to figure out how to make it work. Yeah, I made the In mistake. The you do, don't Google when did the first car phones came out, come out, because it was 1946. Oh my what? gosh. Yeah. St. Louis. What was it? What did this look like? There, I need a picture. Put this in the chat. I'm looking for it. <laughs> this is that 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 post-war, pre-Cold War. Uh, ring, 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 ring. Yeah, yep. how does that even work? We need to get a we need to get a car phone in the president's limo. In limo one. Oh, wait, I'm gonna... <laughs> so so wait. Crack so, myself up so, with that joke. <laughs> so, it, so did Chris make it to? So, to the bathroom? Well, yeah, I was going to so, say make it to the bathroom, but that, that does, does she surreptitiously, is she able to find a quiet corner in the linoleum bathroom? No one else is going to be there. Well. Stuff <laughs> uh, so you'd say. Twist! Yeah, I think there are there okay. are two different people that she could encounter while she is now, well, three people that she could encounter while she's roaming the halls. Uh... What order do we want to put this in? What's what makes the most sense? Uh, I'm trying to figure out like narratively what what is the funniest, but also like the best story. Uh, f- let's say that she she makes it to the 
bathroom first, uh, unimpeded, and our girl Brittany is in there smoking again. Smoking and crying, like right away. Um, Chris comes in, and Brittany's not even really making an effort to disguise that she's smoking. Um, Chris walks into a cloud of it in there, and Brittany is Brittany's crying. Yes, it was Aelin previously. Two of the three party members have walked in on a sobbing. Yep. Yep. Slim. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. uh, Yep. I know who she looks like now. No, I know. I, I could see that. Now, now I miss. I'm forgetting. Okay. I'm completely spacing on this actress's name. Um, Give us uh, the movie. IMDb.com. She's super famous, and it's gonna really make me mad when I. Lauren Bacall. She you looks like she's, sure. she's Lauren Bacall. Yep. Really? Yeah. Huh. Lauren Lauren Bacall in The Big Sleep. Yep. 100%, but like in 1992. A 1992 version of her. Sweet. Right, with that, that chain smoking <clears throat> that Bogey and Bacall were famous for back when. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think was, Brett, Brett does not... cigarettes were good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Brett, Brett does not look like Humphrey Bogart, for the record. Brett. Nor does Brad. Yeah, or <laughs> poor, Brett. poor Brett. No, I just I want to make sure he gets into every episode somehow. Oh no, just... Brad! Brad is one of the people that I think Chris has to run into in the hallway. Um, no, I think Brett looks like Keanu Reeves from Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, I love Bill and Ted. Yep. But he isn't. But he's not. But he's. But in Bill and Ted, he's not a jock, is he? No, he's just a big dumbass. Which is kind of like, like Dean Kane, but that's Dean that's Kane also a big dumbass. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You always look like Dean Kane to me, but yeah. I imagine him more like the blonde guy from um, Karate Kid. Oh, Johnny! Oh, I could see yeah. that. I could see that. I mean, the important thing is that all of these references matched with Lauren McCall is such an odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I still vi- envision them both as Kevin and Brittany from Daria. <laughs> <laughs> so Brittany's crying again. Brittany is crying again. What's this girl's problem? And now here's Chris, the the least uh, socially conscious member of the party, who urgently has to make this walkie-talkie call. So, I think she'd um, be real, like, awkward and say something like, you know, you know, smoking causes cancer or something like, this'll help. <laughs> <laughs> this'll help. Yeah, like, she doesn't quite know what to say. Like, she's like, well, you know, that causes cancer, right? Would Chris, would Chris be aware of the danger of secondhand smoke as well? <laughs> Most likely. Scrub everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she could probably what, what, even... brain? Uh, what, what's her... What's your, her brain's stat? Is that a, is that twenty? Uh, it was high. What's my book? That's yeah, that's no. Her, you're the loner weirdo. No conspiracy theorist. 
Conspiracy. Yeah, brains is twenty. Yeah. I'm a loner. I'm a loner weirdo, which is. Yeah, yours is not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also not so smart. Yeah, you got a D8 brains. As do I. We're not the brightest bulbs, but Chris is. But she, she'd be like, you know, she'd have in her brain, in her, in her mind, she'd have all these pictures of diseased lungs. Oh so yeah. So every time she looks, every time she looks at the chick that's crying, all she can see is like this big mass of black lung. Like, and I understand. You're very upset. But you're inside. You're killing yourself. And more importantly, you're hurting me too. You're hurting more importantly. You're hurting me too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Chris. Oh, so I'm curious, right? They would have done the D.A.R.E. curriculum by this point in the school year, but Chris's parents, we've established, are kind of like the town drug dealers. So I'm wondering, because this would have been when, when the D.A.R.E. program would have, would have been all about marijuana, right? It would have been like a, P- a yeah, like a G-rated version of Reefer Madness. How how would Chris have responded to having to go through the anti-drug training when her parents are, I mean, not drug dealers, but basically drug dealers? <laughs> not hard drug dealers, but they deal yeah. drugs. <laughs> would, would she have so like? Would she have tried to fact check like the cop, or or, or probably like Mr. Gus who, who who had to do the dare training because he's a like like Dwight Schrute, he's probably like a volunteer deputy <laughs> on the weekends, <laughs> like very well, much a Barney Fife type. Have a list of all the like um, benefits. Yeah. That she could kind of you know of THC and CBD <laughs> and like way before her time she'd be like, Yeah. This is great. She's this, way this, she's this. way out in front of the CBD oil stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She'll have all that kind of info, and if they bring up any, I'm trying to figure out. I'm looking at the, the Dare program, the new Dare. Pro, we don't need a new Dare program. No, oh, no old no. school '90s Dare. Yeah. Well, the, the the old the the old one did the trick. Yeah. yeah there's a new yep. program, guys. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, she could also have all these theories about MDMA and you know like. Because she's a chemist, she likes all that yeah. science. So. What was what was the 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 LSD experiment, the project, um, oh, God. the CIA, the mind control one? Yeah. Empty Yeah. No, her her parents would have definitely. Yeah, because like besides like like. MK is it the MK Ultra? Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. She I think here's the thing. I think she's she's gonna be if in her in her inwardly conflicted because um, on the one hand having her stoner parents keeps them off her back where she could basically do whatever she wants when she wants right mm-hmm. but then at the other on the other hand she's also a kid where so she has to depend on um, you know on others you know, in terms of when it rains her parents have to take her in that yeah. nasty you know what I mean so yep. I think both both feelings exist at the same time. She's grateful that her parents don't ride her butt, and they're, they're stoners. But she's also grateful that what they do also brings Aelin into her life because Aelin, and so it kind of it keeps a, a potentially um, lonely child from being more lonely. Yeah, and she's Sam beat up regularly because yeah, of, eh. it, and so. Um, 
Yeah. So I think she, it, it, but she also thinks that the DARE program is lame ass, that it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is true. In real life, it didn't make any difference. Okay, in retrospect, <laughs> things are true. True to, true to rip from the headlines. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, remember, we got, this is, this is class. We're, we're technically oh. in class right now. Oh, no, for, <laughs> right? For sure. The, it, it did not work. Dare massive failure. Um, massive failure. <laughs> Apparently... Just say no was like, or you know, don't tell me what to do and let yeah. me make up my own mind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I just to see I have this the first evaluation was done. I have this vision of Chris like in the Dare classroom, and she probably has like a hemp necklace that her her mom made for her. Yeah, because she's she's very aware of like her parents have schooled her in the like uh, hemp has all these other uses language right like the that the the 90s pro legalization movement was very well versed in so she she has like a hemp like almost like a puka shell necklace and she's probably like listening to mr gus's pitch about how it's a gateway drug to like and she's she's i remember it well she's nervously playing with it while she's like actually hemp has all kinds of other uses it's very strong rope (laughs) it's So one of the first eval- I see an evaluation con- that was published in 1991 in September. Okay, so this is about this time. Okay. Yeah, so she could like so 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 Chris could and one of the things that Chris could do is you know because she helps with the transactions that her parents carry out with the dope selling, <laughs> she could skim a, a couple off the um, off the top so that she could subscribe to all these like, journals. So she gets all these, like, journals, <laughs> you know, Nature and Scientific American, so that yeah. she can... I like that, I like that you call that a transaction, like, using the language of drug dealing. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm, not dealing, I'm not selling drugs, I'm... These are simply pharmaceuticals that my clients That's desperately need. Pharmaceutical <laughs> <transactions>. <laughs> Ugh. Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> So I think she. So I think that's what like she she have her ways. So she she also she'd also know from recent articles that there does not show any great. Yeah. And and that smoking is actually not good for you, despite what Joe Camel says. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is he still around at this time, Joe? Oh, Joe I think Campbell? I think so. I mean, he if if he's been banned by then, he he would still have been in the consciousness of the kids, right? Like Joe I think all of them would <laughs> have been exposed to that and have and have grown up with movie or like TV shows where people are smoking right. and stuff like that. Which which makes it even yeah. better that Chris rolls in is like you know, <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. actually, well actually, yeah. Not only are you killing yourself, Brittany. More importantly, secondhand smoke is associated with a. Yeah. This will make you feel better. Yep. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> this is prime Joe Camel time. Uh, is it? It says 87 to 97. 97. Wow. Wow. I didn't know he lasted that long. FYI, I have no idea who Joe Camel is. <laughs> gonna have to oh. Don't worry, I'm putting a picture in for you right now. <laughs> yeah. What? We tried to get all the kids to think smoking was cool. Yeah. Yeah, and he was I, moderately successful. Yes. More successful, I would argue, than Dare. Oh, my God. I think, if, yes. you were to, I think if you were to tally them up, 
<laughs> Joe wins that, that like head to head. Joe Camel versus Dare. I think Joe Camel wins pretty handily. Yeah. Oh Did yeah. Did you guys ever hear in the states? I don't know if you guys ever had Lucky Luke. Did you ever hear, hear of Lucky Luke? I've never heard of him. He's, okay, so it's t- definitely. I would guess yeah, probably friends, just similar. Yeah. Cartoons, Lucky Us. I'll put a picture. Yeah, if only Dare had a cool cartoon character they could put in ads in Sports Illustrated and TV Guide and everything else. That if only if only Dare had had the budget. <laughs> that guy does not. That Lucky Luke does not look like a guy I would want to mess with or hang out with. <laughs> you got to check the show notes for this. Oh, she. she she left. Oh, she's back. My, my, I don't know. I think my, my computer bandwidth is just not good today. Or my, my internet. Did you see the cartoon of Lucky Luke? <laughs> that is something. On. Our new best friend. Oh, my God. He yeah, that looks... was a cartoon. He, it, 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 he does, it, it's a comic book. Kind of, well. Lucky Luke. Proportionally, that gun that he's carrying is, like, massive. I know. Thigh. <laughs> yeah, as long as his thigh, and he's got these tiny little shoulders. He can't fire that gun, Lucky Luke. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so Poor all of me is still crying. We're all of, yeah, yep, yeah. We just walked in on her crying, and then we just started making jokes about her. Um. Well, let's make a. Uh, I want you to to roll for charm. So for. That's a D six. Just yeah, just one of the to go in and, and see how this. Uh, <laughs> Which one's a D six? You're like expecting way too much. Just the cube. Which one? The regular. Just the regular. Yeah, one? the regular one. Yep. Man, I want to try one of the other ones one of these days. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me put it away. I have to keep these hidden. Maybe maybe we'll have Brittany pick a fight with her right now, and then you can. <laughs> Fight back and see how that goes. Four. <laughs> One. <laughs> Our team is having a bad day. What's the, what's the opposite of a of an explosion? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do you, if you botch it, I don't know if Kids on Bikes has something for the ones. I know I'm supposed to be giving you guys uh, adversity tokens to play. But, yeah, I think you get. I think you get one. I'm, I'm gonna look. But since but we're carry we're, on, I'll I'll read silently in the background here. <laughs> uh, so she comes in with this anti-smoking lecture, and um, Brittany goes. Uh, she transforms from like being this kind of like weepy mess uh, back into like uh, kind of cold-blooded. And she she tries to like wipe the tears away and look like it's no big deal, um, and oh you know it'd be very cold for her to say she would be like, what do you have to live for anyway? No, better than that. <laughs> I think, what uh, whatever. Um, wait 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 wait. I thought yeah. I had just the break. Okay. Whatever you pizza face loser. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely has to be like yeah. Whatever you piece of face movie, like what do you have to live for anyway? Right, that's a right out of a yep. John Hughes movie. Yep. Oh right? yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Every time I, I think of poor you, of poor Chris, all I think all I think about is the Shermanator. 
from American Pie <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Just from a mechanics standpoint, yeah. uh, failing a roll is on page thirty-two. If you if you care, uh, and you you get your adversity token if you botch, if you fail, well, okay. if you fail a roll. If you fail a roll. One is definite fail. And adversity tokens are meant to be like what is that? I remember looking for you this can, before. You, and can, it, you can add them. Like you can you, you can, can add spend dice. them on snap decisions and. Okay. Um, oh, page thirty-three. Yeah, thirty. Okay. Yeah, three. Thirty-three is the the guide, the success or failure guide, and then failing a roll is on the adjacent. Okay. Just from a from a, yeah. just from a. I don't want to. Oh, I don't that's right. Stop everything. Oh no! But. I mean that's that's important. I forgot that this game had this this sliding scale of success and failure. It's not like D and D where it's just you either do it or you don't. Um. Uh, and you get you get more options. Later on, so you can like add them or you can yeah. save them for an amazing feat. Okay. Daring do. Okay. And so we'll just play that as like doubling the dice or something like that. Um, so this is bad. She's pushed. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think Brittany would fight over this. Um, I don't know if Brittany is a fighter anyway. Not a physical fighter. Uh, clearly, emotionally stone cold, cold blooded killer, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that, and that Lauren Bacall kind of way. Um, so yeah, so that's her her comeback um, for Chris. So what is what is Chris's response to being called a pizza face loser who has nothing to live for? I don't know if she would care. You know, I, <laughs> I'm not. I mean. She'd be. I think she at least. Yeah, maybe eventually she'd think or she'd rethink it. But I think she'd be more like, "I'm still inhaling the secondhand smoke, and, <laughs> oh, I, haven't, and I haven't been able to answer the walkie-talkie." Yeah. Okay. She'd be more like, "I need you to leave the bathroom. And go deal. Go do whatever girly crap you need to get done. Whatever. I need to. I need to talk to my boo." <laughs> It's so sweet. But you, I think she'd say it in a really, 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 really nerdy way. Did she say boo in the 90s? No. No. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> no. Let's see, what what would be like... There was no, um, like, BFFs or besties or anything. I don't I don't remember. I don't know what kind of slang, honestly, what she would have used. Like, I just need, I need to talk to somebody. But Brittany would have no, no clue about the walkie-talkie. And would be, see. like, super suspicious. And, and, and like, I kind of see Brittany as being somebody who believes in all the superstitions back then. So, like, Brittany might low-key think that Chris is going to try to pull off, like, a Bloody Mary situation here. And, like, <laughs> like try to summon a demon from the mirror. Whatever it is, she doesn't want to be around to find out. Yeah, that's true, like... Oh, so so Brittany would be whatever pizza face loser talked to the hand. That was a nineties thing. Yeah. Talk yeah. Because the, the face ain't listening. <laughs> oh, oh. I just broke out in a cold sweat because that is so accurate. Yep. I'm so glad you said that. It brought joy to my week. I just got such a like a like I felt my skin crawl. <laughs> Correct. And so did everyone listening. Oh. Even it, 
Yes. You're welcome, America and the world. Yep. And and you especially, what Boots Riley. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she was okay. So she says that she's got to talk to her friend, um, Brittany. You can see Brittany trying to decide, like if, like what this means, right? Um. And uh. She, uh, she... Is she digging around in the bag while she's like, I gotta talk to my friend? Yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brittany <laughs> would be skeptical that this girl has a friend. Yeah, she would be. Um. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, there's nobody else from the AV club around to, to, for her to talk to. Uh. And so she's gonna be like, whatever, freak. And... Uh, uh, leaves. Flips her cigarette out of the out of that, you know, the window again, like we talked about before. That opens at the top, um, and ducks out of the ducks out of the bathroom. So now Chris has the space to herself. Yep, and she would try and get Aylin on the okay walkie-talkie. All right, so the. For the first time in however many weeks of doing this, two of our characters finally talk to each other. <laughs> uh, so what does? Uh, so I'll leave. I'll leave it to you guys to play out this conversation. She'd be like, what? "Leaper, leaper, copy." Really excited. <laughs> and then Aylin would be trying, like, Aylin would be like, "Yeah, Chris." And, 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 and Chris would be, no, 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 you have to say, Leaper, Leaper, copy. Like, make her, and, and Aylin would absolutely cringe. I am cringing right now. <laughs> you have to do it. Okay, Chris, Leaper, Leaper, copy. Can I talk now? <laughs> okay, so then Aylin would walk through all of the specifics of what she saw. But I don't know what she saw, Andy. So she's driving out, yep. and she sees him carrying a shovel. What What would she have to describe? What did she see there? Uh, she saw the... Uh, so it was the same old man that she saw at the the diner the other day. Um, uh, I think we described, like, gray hair, gray suit, um, uh, darker, like, old man complexion, dark complexion, uh... Uh, and she saw him again, uh, still in the suit, walking along the border of the campus. So there, there's woods that surround one part of the campus. Um, this is a random, a creepy old white dude shovel. who she's never met. She, well, she she saw him the one time. Like She interacted yeah. with him once when she saw him having coffee with uh, Stark. Yes. And, she, and he left he the... Eat. He didn't eat, and he paid with a hundred. Yes. A hundred. Yes. So a loaded, creepy old white dude. Yeah. Yep. Those. Those. It's almost like redundant to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So he's carrying a shovel. Did was he carrying anything else? Just completely. Just a shovel. With a shovel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then walked from the front of the high school back into. He the was. Woods. She saw him walking along the edge into the woods. Yes. Okay. So she tells Chris this and says, "I I don't know what to do with it. I have." 
to go get the kids. I have to manage whatever's happening, make sure they're out of school. I'm going to go check them out and bring them home so they're safe. But you have to figure out what's happening. All right. <laughs> well, she does not say over, but gets off the walkie. Yeah, Chris sounded very uh, skeptical. Well, but she's also wondering if it's related to the secret mustard <laughs> ingredient. Yeah. Because everything is. Everything is related to the mustard. Yeah. To we the gotta, mustard. We have to bring that up again somehow. Um, okay, so that was a, a quick over and out. Dog visit. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. No worries. The dog saw someone outside and went crazy. That's okay. I think she saw the guy with the shovel. <laughs> the, yeah, that, that's the, uh, the the surprise twist ending of this yep. this whole thing is that this is all coming true. In yeah. Joan's house. <laughs> yep. So Aylan. So Aylan gets she was driving while talking. Yep. Because that was not a big issue in the nineties. Um, so Aylin would have a would have a, 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 a no. Oh, she was talking on the walkie. Okay, yeah. yeah. For a second there, I was like, wait a minute. No, no. Yeah. She was talking on the walkie while driving. Yeah. Um, so Aylin's about to pull up to the elementary school to get all the little ones. Um, she has full power to get them out of school. Yep. So she's getting them out of school and driving home. Um, okay. Nothing interesting, really. She's just gonna check them out. You know, come get yep. them home. Um, but Chris is left with this puzzle in her hands, and she's still trapped in the school. Yep. Okay. Chris leaves the bathroom and uh, runs right into Mr. Gus. Uh, and Brittany is with Mr. Gus. And Brittany says in a very kind of snooty voice, um, she says, look, it's just like I told you, Mr. Gus. She was smoking in the bathroom. Oh, that was Smeller. Oh, that would piss Chris off. (laughs) And Mr. Gus uh, says, um, Brittany, be quiet. Um, Go back to your homeroom right now. And then he turns to Chris and he's like, young lady, what are you doing out out of your classroom? But she has her hall pass. Yes. So she shows her hall pass. Although we could have gone like if we could have we could have had Mr. Gus believe it and then she could find a way to use it to get out of school. Oh yeah, Mr. Gus is completely like sniffing Sniffing her clothes. Yeah. Yep. And you know, because of her parents it probably does smell like a doobie. Doobie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. And so and 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 Chris knows that it, and and so oh Miss, Mr. Gus can call her would, would call her chrysanthemum. Yes. Yep. Because she doesn't believe in giving girls boy boy names, but he he can't boy pronounce names. it. That's good. He always gets tongue tied when he tries to say it because of like yeah like a either like a speech impediment or I don't know he just he just can't say chrysanthemum. It could be one of those things where, like, microaggression. He wants to, you know, not care about her, so he purposely, you know, doesn't even try to make her name sound right. It could be. I told you my name is Chris. Okay. Oh, you know what it is? He he doesn't like that she's got this hippie name, yeah. this non-traditional hippie name. He didn't he didn't go 
over and watch all his buddies die in the muck in <laughs> Vietnam. <Walter's> <laughs> yeah, Walter Sobchak. Yep, <laughs> yep. To to let this let this girl's parents get away with this un-American nonsense. Not gonna let the hippies win. So he he probably watch. so he calls her Christina. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. He calls her Christina. And no matter how many times she corrects him, it doesn't <laughs> he refuses to acknowledge it. This hippie this hippie commie name <laughs> that she has. Oh. Yep. <laughs> hippie commie is great. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Christina She's kind of like an Archie Bunker kind of person. Yeah. Yeah, in, in a way. Uh not nearly as smart. Uh, as, Archie as, as Archie Bunker was, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I remember, I remember seeing stuff about like content analysis about that show, and like people who love it really loved how funny Archie Bunker was. Like the the show was written to be to make fun of him, but the legacy of that show is that Archie Bunker is like the hero of the story, which is sad. <laughs> Especially in the 21st century, but yeah, so that's why that's why I mean by like a less smart Archie Bunker, more Walter Sochak kind of from the Big Lebowski. If anybody's ever seen that, um, so yeah, he's like Christina, were you smoking in there? What are you doing out of your class? She's like, I have a hall pass. Personal issue. Personal. What you do? Girl. <laughs> personal issues. She wouldn't say girl issues because that would undermine the whole like gender stuff. She'd say personal issues. Yeah. Uh, she wouldn't want to. So and he'd try to get closer to sniff her. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be like... He takes it and he like the, and he looks at and he's like, it's like, oh Rafferty gave you this. Since when is uh, since when is, is needing to get high on and he would pronounce he would pronounce marijuana with the H in it since his is having to get out of class for some of that marijuana personal issue in the middle of the day, Christina. Like something like that. Or would or maybe he would say reefer, that like dope. Or something like he would use that He would he would have an, an entire arsenal of Like all <laughs> yeah and Reefer, Doobie, Brass, Doobie. That's what like, he would say. Everything. Yeah, he would say since when is since when is having to get out of class to to smoke a doobie full of grass a personal issue? Like I like him mixing up the the link, like the slang. <laughs> a doobie full of grass. A dope, uh, yeah, a doobie full of grass. Yup. Mark is dying right now. Mark is Mark is listening to this in the future, and. <laughs> <laughs> And, and wondering what we've been smoking. Yeah, well, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Shout out to Mark. Yeah, um, I think it can go both like different ways. Like she could see an out to get out of the school to go investigate. Uh huh. Right on her on her like oh what's the name of that bike again? I keep forgetting on her bike with the little special seat that we decided she had. Oh. The, they were, I'm not looking up again. They're not Harley bikes. They're motorcycle. No. No. We need a picture. 
I sent it last time, remember? Yeah, a few a few times ago. It's the Raleigh Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so she, she so she has like first of all, she doesn't like missing school because, you know. Mm-hmm. She she's afraid of what she might miss. She also knows her parents won't care. If they like send her home for smoking pot, they'll be like, whatever, man. Whatever, dude. Yeah. So she can either take advantage of it and go, yeah, I think you're right. I need to be punished. I need to go home or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she'll defend her honor that I wasn't and try to blame Lauren Bacall for it. <laughs> yeah, it's up to you. Um... Do you want to roll to the side? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Do I use the the regular one? Uh, let me see. Is that is that a charm? Is that a charm roll or a a brains roll? My, it would be it would be brains for her to decide which the smartest play would be, and then however she executes it would be the charm. Right on. So which one? So we'll do we'll do brains first to see what she does, and so that's the D twenty. That's the twenty sided one. That's the the one with the most sides that you have. I got it. And we have to decide what is a low and what is a high. Which one is which? Yeah. So a higher roll means that she'll make a better decision. Better decision. Okay. Ready. Uh, six. She's not going to... Failure is bad, but not a disaster, is yeah. what the rules say. <laughs> so she's going to make the she's gonna make the wrong choice here, which would be to ask for punishment, I think. That, right. feels, that feels right. Because I think, I think if she stood up for herself, Mr. Gus would probably back down pretty quickly, because he's probably heard... He, he would have flashbacks to teaching her dare and would be like, this is not the time. I got more important things to do than to fight this 12-year-old about, like, the history of uh, hemp in the U.S. And there's, and there's a big dark streak, too. Ever, as I understand it, she's a little unsettling when she gets going. Yeah. If, if, oh, I'm yeah. Under, if I remember this character correctly. So even, little, even Mr. Gus is like, ah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the right this. To me, the right decision is, but it's Joan. Is, yeah. Is All right. Let's. You know, yeah. So, like, she'd be like, "Fine, give me punishment," because she's fully hoping that he'll say, "Okay, you have to go home." Yeah. He's trying to out- reverse the psychology. <laughs> yeah. Except that he's like, "No, go back to class," and I, in you know, whatever form that like basically sentences her to detention. Yep. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Stuff with her- so then she's yep. st- actually stuck in school for yeah. the, whole, for so the rest a, of the day. So a good charm roll will get her kicked out, and a bad one will get her some kind of old school detention or like having to write lines or something. Yeah, I will not smoke pot on school. Yeah. Classes. Okay, so which one's the charm? Uh, I just had it. That is the the cube, the regular die. Two. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, there's no way that works. So, 
She she you comes. You have an adversity token, but that's only a three. It gives you a, you get to add one to your roll. Or yeah. Add however many you have saved up. Yeah. She's not charming. I I see a lot of charm rolls just not never working for her. <laughs> so she she unintentionally comes across as like super sarcastic. And like yeah, like go ahead and punish me, <laughs> like something like that. Um, yeah. And he is like, uh, he would he would call her young lady. You get back to Miss Rafferty's room right this instant. Mrs. Stark will be Mrs. Stark will be, will decide what to do with you once this is over. Um, but definitely Dominant sending her, sending her, her, sending her back to the, the classroom um, is not is not what she expected. Which, which, um, which is the opposite of what Aelin had asked her to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. The walkie-talkie is still a failure. Walkie-talkie still failed. Yep. Um. So sending her back to Rafferty's room with something to ponder. And so Sam's. To, to go check in on Sam this week. <laughs> Sam's play was just to ride this out, right? See, Sam's, Sam is... Uh, one of Sam's mottos is uh, from her older brother who was a Boy Scout, be prepared. And that, that hit home with her. Um, and so... Um, so she's just watching. She's uh-huh. trying to figure out what the lay of the land from where she her vantage point is yeah um and so she's yeah she's in homeroom she's got her uh as we discussed her rolling stone with michael jackson and various <laughs> cigarette advertisements in it um and uh it, but it's not really reading it it's sort of yeah. like a, a prop yeah like one whole like you like like in one of those old movies where they're reading the paper but like the eyes are cut out <laughs> so like, she's like looking around to like listen and pay attention. Um, she did not actually cut the eyes out because she's oh, not a maniac. I was um, gonna say she's like she's not reading it, um, and that's pretty clear. Her charm is pretty low, so it's pretty clear to everyone. But she thinks she's really sneaky. Um, I was gonna say not. if she if she cut out the eyes, then she cut out the eyes on Michael Jackson and is. <laughs> No, no, you don't mess up the cover. Any, yeah. any, any music. Oh, I know. Knows, don't mess up the cover. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. Sacrilege. Visually hilarious. And at some point, visually we, hilarious. At some point during this, we have to get them into a creepy old mansion that that has like a Scooby Doo, like an old Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yep. And the and the the anyway. walls that turn and a suit of armor that comes to life mysteriously. Um, so she's. Uh, Miss Montgomery's math room. Yes. Uh, getting the, trying to listen to the gossip and the, uh, I think the kids call it scuttlebutt. <laughs> yep, that's what kids back they in the '90s called it, scuttlebutt. Yeah. Uh, so she, let's bring her into this, and let's say that she she also sees the man with the shovel. Um, she's kind of like looking out the window, pretending to look like she doesn't care about what's going on, and right. she's she sees him, um, probably kind of like a, a closer closer view than Aelin would have gotten. Is she is she smart enough to? to her, she's got an eight brains, mm-hmm. so 
Would she? Is she smart enough? Do you, do you want me to roll to see if she's smart enough to to make the connection that that person with the shovel is not a groundskeeper, or am I under? Am I overestimating her? Dullardly. <laughs> Dude Dullardly. is wearing suit. Yeah, he is wearing suit. So I I don't know. So I think she would. She would know that he doesn't belong there. She wouldn't know if he is like a creep or a cop. Fair enough. Right. But so he like, definitely is not a member of the school. Yeah, she's never seen him yeah, before. Your staff. Okay. Yeah. Right up. She would. It's a smaller. It's a smaller town, right? So she yeah. Know everybody. Yep. Um, all the staff and faculty members. I think that Sam would equate age with authority. So this is, and and the suit too with authority. Right, so this is some kind of authority figure. Why does he have a shovel? Guy. Yeah, this could okay. be. Yeah, no. I mean, if her and Chris were together, I think they would reach the FBI conclusion, uh, pretty quickly. Um, for for different reasons. For different reasons. <laughs> I mean, bringing bringing these two archetypes together: the conspiracy theorist and the loner weirdo. I think they t- combined. They would see the FBI in pretty much anything, <laughs> right? Fair, fair enough. Um, fair enough. There, something's afoot. Okay, I just I'm trying to get a a, a feel for how to how to play it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she definitely takes notice of out the uh, out the the safety wit. Remember the safety windows that had the the crisscross. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the crisscross metal, so mm-hmm. they're shatterproof, right? Um, yep. She definitely takes takes a takes note through those through those little diamonds. Um, she sees him walking um, myste- mysteriously, mm-hmm. and and makes and makes a note of it. Um, does she and and uh, tries to? Does she try and square it with what, the other stuff that she's been hearing, the, the gossip that she's been hearing, or? Does she try to connect the two? Do you think? I think she would. Um, I can't remember okay, what so gossip. She's behind that rolling stone, right? She's trying right. to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. This That's, is uh, this is the uh, the Zach Galifianakis gift from The Hangover, where he's counting cards and like all the equations are yeah. are flying by on the screen. That's what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I I honestly can't remember what rumors she had heard. Uh, it's uh, that that some things had uh, some just ridiculous sort of uh, middle high school high school chatter. Yeah. Um, there was somebody, so, you know, there was somebody that wasn't supposed to be there, or maybe um, the there was a gas leak. There's always a gas leak. Oh yeah. Right. It's, it's it. You know, it was just a, a variety, gas leak. You know, a stuff, but bomb threat. And she calls him Mr. Gray. Yeah. So she can remember it. Yeah. So she's like, Mr. Gr- the Gray, Mr. Gray. I don't know who that is, but he doesn't belong here. I bet Mr. Gray has something. Mm-hmm. We got sent, we got all sent to homeroom, and then there's this guy with the shovel. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder who, to, I wonder who I know that would, that would know about this kind of stuff. Okay. Because I certainly don't. And so. Sam says to himself. <laughs> Last week, which one of your characters sent Brad on a mission? Was it Sam? Chris. It was, it was Chris. Chris. Because <laughs> Chris knows Aelin, and 
and was trying to like awkwardly manipulate. That's right. And what did Brad. she? And she sent Brad She's off to. F- <laughs> she sent Brad to the bathroom as well. She sent, but she sent she sent Brad out to go find out what's going on. Yes. Okay. And Brad did a little bathroom dance. Brad uh, did a bathroom yeah. dance. He Brad yeah, Mr. Gus with Mr. Gus. Did we roll for Brad to see if he's successful no. at finding anything out? No, I'm trying. I want to introduce yeah. some chaos yeah. into this to find a way to. I know how to get this done, but I I want to think about how Brad is going to accomplish this. So you hear you hear like the crackle of the PA system come on and it, this is Sam or everybody. This is everybody, all of you. Right. Uh and it's Brad's I wouldn't hear anything. I'm home. Oh yeah, you're gone on the walkie-talkie. So just Chris and uh Sam would hear this. Uh Alan is at home getting uh uh bugs on a log ready for her younger siblings. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, the crackle of the PA system and it's Brad's voice over the PA system. <laughs> but he's trying to, like it's clearly Brad's voice, but he's trying to make himself sound older, so he's doing that like little kid, like low voice. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it just just like that. It's it's clearly him, and he he says, um, "Could all all homeroom teachers please report to the office, please? <laughs> all homeroom teachers, <laughs> please report to the office, please." <laughs> what? Adults in charge, please abandon your children. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Brad. <laughs> yep. Genius. I, Brad needs to have like these hero <laughs> moments. <laughs> um, and the teachers, uh, kind of like I don't want to say slaves to the bureaucracy, but definitely, I think uh, McGlumphy uh, would definitely like not even think twice about like standing up and saying like. Uh, nobody do anything, and she would pick a random student to be in charge. She picked Sam to be in charge. Sure, yeah. Well, let's, she have. No, I, I haven't. I haven't fleshed out like any of the other kids in the school really, except for Brittany, Brett, and Jesse. And I don't know where Jesse is during all this. Um, so just kind of like randomly, like, she scans the classroom and is like, uh, "Samantha, you're in charge." I don't want it. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um right. and and she leaves and then uh Chris is coming back from the bathroom um and she rounds the corner and she sees Rafferty leaving uh homeroom and like ducks um so Rafferty doesn't see her um <laughs> is does Rafferty Rafferty's younger right or yeah. older because I could see, I could see the older teacher be just going mindlessly, but Rafferty being like, "That is clearly not a grown-up. I need to go fix. I need to go see why the children are playing with the announcing." <laughs> yeah, um, and there's also like what what happened to the principal, <laughs> that, right, right? Or exactly. or like the office, the office lady, right? 
who is supposed to who has PA privileges. How did how did Brad of all right. kids uh, get it's in there? Still who, an assertion of authority, as who, it were. But. Yeah, who put him up? Who put this boy up to this? Right, right. Who put, who put these children up to this? Yeah, I uh, was one of those dares, and not the <laughs> yeah. very effective program either. Yeah. Yep, he's not smart enough to come up with an idea like this by himself. So it must have been either his no good brother, or or <laughs> no the bullies. Uh, the yeah, it must have been Chad or Brian M, who <laughs> put him up to this. So much. Yeah, yeah. What are Chad? What are Chad and Brian M doing during this? They're causing trouble, for sure. Um. I want to just be digging a hole. <laughs> Just out back. Like, I don't know why that came to mind, but it's like mindlessly destructive. Yep. Yeah. They have like uh, or like you know not something that's going to do any lasting damage, but just like why are you guys digging a hole in the field? Yeah. So that's that is their response to the teachers being called from homeroom is that they take something like, random from whatever classrooms they're in. Yes. Uh, one of them gets a stapler, and one of them gets uh, a globe. And they're burying them in... They're burying them behind the school. <laughs> and I'm... I'm I'm remind. I saw footage from some of the rioting happening right now of a white lady running out of Target with her arm full of lamps. <laughs> and that's... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, the the very expensive Target lamps uh, that come with the lampshades detached. She had put the lampshades on top of the lamps and was had like an armful and was hustling out of Target. That's the vision that I have of these two boys. Just like the teachers are gone and they're just like, uh... I hate that stapler. <laughs> They've been waiting for their moment. Yeah. Yes, and they somehow both landed on the same idea to take something and go destroy it. And then burying it seems yeah. like a thing that uh, wannabe poser metal kids in 1992 would think is like this radical <laughs> iconoclastic thing and they're to gonna, do. And they think they're so clever because she's going to look for her globe? Yep. And she's never gonna find it. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring my homework in, with no staple in it, and I'm gonna be like, Miss Johnson, can I like have a staple? And she's not gonna have it, and it's gonna be. Have a staple. And it's gonna be so rad. Agents of Chaos. Yep. But also, is it it chalkboard or it would be chalkboard? It would have been mostly chalkboards, yeah. They could have stole, they could steal the um, the erasers, (laughs) thinking if they steal the the erasers, then they won't be able to erase, and therefore, they won't write on the board, and therefore they don't have to take any notes. And you know what else they believe? This This is a thing that kids would have believed so in small towns they would think that you can get high from chalk dust so they would have the erasers <laughs> is rolling her eyes but i'm right yep they would have the erasers they'd be I clapping it together clapping. and and just oh, like inhaling. i was yep. thinking about those tide pod kids <laughs> <laughs> exactly it would be like you know how in movies when people spray like perfume or something and they walk into the cloud of it 
Like that's what these boys do. They they bang the they make a big cloud of chalk dust and they walk into it and just try to inhale as much of it as they can, thinking that they're going to get super high from this. <laughs> Does, does Sam also see this? The stupidest out of thing the I've window? ever. Uh, yeah, she can. Like, she is. She does not care about what's happening in her room. She's probably got a couple of people leave, and hasn't hasn't. Oh, definitely. She's like, uh, all right. And maybe even one of them, maybe maybe even like Brian M is in her homeroom, and she sees him go and take the eraser and the stapler, and like go running out. Like right. a bandit, like a thief in the, not, thief in the night, not her. <laughs> and, and like she's annoyed because she knows she's going to get in trouble. Yep, but, but she's doesn't. like, oh, I'm not going to like try and stop him, man. Or maybe, maybe she even, maybe she's even like, like, no, don't stop, come back. Yeah, exactly. So she but can. She knows, like, she's angry. She's like, I hate yeah. that. Guy. So much. And if this was an episode of The Simpsons, if this was an episode of The Simpsons, like, you would hear the footsteps, like, you'd still see Sam sitting in the classroom, but you would hear, like, the thump, 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 as he goes running down, and then, and then out from her, from her POV, like, the doors of the school open, and he comes running out and starts sniffing the erasers and, like, (laughs) like, hooting and hollering. <laughs> yeah. And all the teachers are in the are in the all the teachers are in the office. Are yeah, are uh are <laughs> so headed to <laughs> the homeroom. Uh and uh so Brad is in danger, so how we gotta get Brad out of there to wrap this up for today because we've gone longer than planned. Uh I think maybe we needed to screw around today. <laughs> well, do you think Brad could be able to leverage the fact that everyone underestimates him? Because you you said everyone's going to assume that he was put up to it by someone. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, a little Kaiser I mean, Soze ish. He'll, seems like he'll a nice never kid. tell. He'll never rat. He'll never rat out because that this is his this is his chance at greatness. Oh, okay. okay, right. Yep. Because like, he wants them to impress people. His brother's the cool guy. Yeah, and this is his chance to impress. Alan, who uh-huh. is not even in the building. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I yep. Love that. I love that. Yep. He's certainly not gonna. Maybe, maybe uh, Chris is one of his only people that doesn't actively throw him down the stairs or something. So he he might get in trouble, but but he's no snitch. He's going out in glory in trouble. <laughs> yep. Rest snitch. That's my that's my two cents anyway. Yeah, he's he, not a. He's your man. You're, you're always defending him. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't snitch. I like. I like yeah. this. So, my thought process for like how they would find him. My first idea was like, would he tie? Would he have figured out a way to like tie himself to a chair or something to make it look like he was captured? And then I thought, no, he wouldn't do that. But he might. He might tie his shoes together. But he probably doesn't have tie shoes. So he would have velcroed his shoes together. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so visually that's funny. But then why? He would be like they, they just caught me. They just went that way, or something like that. And then the teachers are like anyone in particular. But he was yeah. somebody nebulous. I, I yeah, like, I like that the idea that he took the scotch tape like <laughs> dispenser and like tied it around his like toes instead of his ankles, <laughs> and then like. 
tie, like, tried to figure out, like, sort of tie his hands together, but it's like two pieces of tape. No. Because it's really hard to do. You know what he did? Is there, if there was a security camera, you would see him get, like, a big long piece of scotch tape, tie it around the bottoms of his shoes, and then look at it to try to figure out how to tie it into a bow. <laughs> Exactly. With the scotch tape. And he is, like, saying, like, the bunny ear, like, the rabbit rhyme or whatever it is. I don't remember. We haven't Around we haven't climbed that. Yeah, we haven't climbed that mountain here yet. Uh. <laughs> they, they, they went that way. The princess you're looking for is in another castle. Yeah. Yep. Oh. These are not the droids. See, is, is Brad going to end up in detention with Chris? I think he might have to. We might be coming on a Breakfast Club situation with three of our characters now, plus uh, <laughs> Chad M or Chad and Brian M. <laughs> the uh, the show notes this week, the pictures in the show notes this week are amazing. Um, so the uh, the the teachers descend on this. Um, Brad uh, unsuccessfully tries to throw off uh, the the scent for some reason, uh, and who knows why he made this decision to try to scotch tape his shoes together to say like they went that away. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we'll end it there for today on this poor child <laughs> about to be captured, and then next week we will have detention. With Chris, he's gonna end up here and where we bring our Brad, bring them all together, and Chad and Brian M for property damage, and Sam for negligence, just because. (laughs) Exactly, I was exactly I would think, and even uh, maybe Aylin gets in trouble too for leaving, even though she was allowed to. Yes, because then what we can do is we can have Chris leverage to have him sit next to her in detention. Yep. We are going to breakfast breakfast club this next week. <laughs> gonna, with, except there's no gonna no be terrific. <laughs> Not changing Elon's mind about Brad. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's no coming together or anything like that. Uh alright, thank you everybody. Thank you.